I mean, this is the last stand. You're listening to The Unfiltered. Well, I hate to say I told you so. There's nothing to be done besides to get on Twitter and tweet to all my dumbass followers. <laughs> but I told you so. Hey, I told you so. The controversial. He's a dumbass. He can't do math. He's an idiot. He gets his hair cut at Walmart. Look at that shitty haircut. The realest podcast in the Southeast. Let the dogs loose. <laughs> Let the goons be goons. Eleven in a row. Eleven in a row. Eleven in a row. Enough. <laughs> thirty-eight in a row. As in thirty-eight on this point when we were whipping that ass. Ranch gang, stand up. The holy war is upon us. Welcome to Reed's Ranch, the podcast with Seth Hughes. Like, just quit acting like this is any fun at all. Another edition of Reed's Ranch coming at you Wednesday, June 3rd. Seth Hughes joins me down in Alabama. What's up, Seth? Not much, John. How you doing? Doing okay. How are you, my friend? Pretty good. Pretty good. I cannot complain. RIP to Johnny Majors off the top. Tennessee loses one of their living legends. Yep. Yep. Uh... Came back home to Tennessee and saved Tennessee when they really needed him, when they really needed a good coach. Um, came back home. Left an amazing setup that he had to come home to Tennessee. And won three SEC titles. I mean, pretty stout to win that many conference championships. Yeah, it was just coming off of a national championship with Pittsburgh, right? Yes, correct. And then it was like, I'm coming back home. Yeah, pretty impressive. Um, a pretty, a really, really impressive career that he had. So, yeah, I mean, he coached some amazing players at Pittsburgh. Tony Dorsett. So, yeah, they won the national title in 1976. He comes back home to UT. They don't really do much for a while, and then all of a sudden he just kind of, you know, cranks it up and starts putting together 10-win seasons and SEC titles and is a legend. Um, probably should have won the Heisman too. I really don't know. Yeah, is, 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 is it fair to say that he's probably remembered better as a player than a coach? I don't know. I don't know that. I think it probably depends on the fan base. Well, I just mean whenever you talk about him, should have won the Heisman. I mean, and Nealon said he was the best running back, and you know he had ever seen mm-hmm. at Tennessee, and you know. He, should have been our first Heisman winner. He was a consensus All-American. I mean, he was uh, – I don't know if he's a consensus All-American. I just um, – I thought he was. But he uh, – Let's just say only one player has won the Heisman and, and been on a team that had a losing record, and it was the year that Johnny Majors came in second. Not only did they have a losing record, they were 2-8. and eight. Yeah. And his stats weren't very good either. So, I mean, uh, I don't know. I thought it would be fair to say he was – would be remembered more fondly as a player just because I think he's one of the best handful of players we've ever had here in terms of versus competition, obviously. Yeah. I don't know. When I always think of him, I think of him as a coach first. Well, yeah, sure. Just closer to our time being alive. So, but yeah, rest in peace. 85 years old, a good long life. Lived a long life. When you die at 85, people aren't that sad. They more so just celebrate you. 85 is a good long life. And you talked about his first couple years at Tennessee. 
that was something I talked about on the show today. Talk sports every day from noon to three. Uh, you know, his first four years probably would have gotten him fired in today's climate. It is kind of wild to look back on and just see how much longer coaches were given to try to try to win. Because four and seven, five and five, seven and five, and then year four go, to go five and six, that probably gets you fired, right? Oh, no doubt he's fired. Yeah, he's fired for sure after then. And it wasn't like it immediately got better. I mean, eight and four, six, five, and one. And then, like you said, you start getting some nine-win seasons mixed in, and then you hit a couple ten and twos, eleven and one, nine and two. And you know, like you say, got it winning. And it's fair to say that the nineties don't happen the way they did without him kind of getting that groundwork put in. You know, the the, the transition to Fulmer was. I don't want to say seamless because I know a lot of older Tennessee fans get really mad about it. But there was no rebuild, right? There was no firing the coach whenever he gets to losing. It was just transition whenever, you know, the season got off to sort of a bad start. And then he is sick and in the hospital. And then, boom, next thing you know, Philip Fulmer takes over and the winning goes to a different level. So RIP to him. I, I liked, I enjoyed just seeing him, him around town a lot. Yeah, that was probably like the one of the best things Lane Kiffin did was bring him back in the fold because he had had nothing to do with the program at all. Um, obviously, for obvious reasons, until Lane Kiffin came around, and it's not like Lane could involve Phil in the program, but he could involve Johnny. And he quickly did that too, if I remember correctly. I mean, well, obviously he was only here for a year, so I mean, he uh, made an effort to reach out and bring Johnny back in. Yes. And then Johnny, you know, Johnny uh, remembered that. And I remember in 2017, he was kind of beating the drum that Tennessee should rehire Kiffin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Kiffin go out of his way to say Majors was the best coach in Tennessee history and stuff like that. Like, they kind of had a uh, a relationship like that. But suffice to say, Johnny Majors uh, loved Tennessee in a way that uh, very few people can. And he proved that by leaving a place that he had just won a national title to come back home and save UT's program. And yeah, for sure, none of the 90s happened without without Johnny. That seems crazy. Would a coach do that? Like, I mean, like, because I mean, that we might find ourselves in that situation with Dabo in Alabama. Like, would you, would, would Dabo leave? Like, would, would any coach leave a national championship program to go back home? That seems kind of crazy, which the money is obviously bigger. So the money can keep you things of that nature because if you if you're winning a national championship today in college football you have a lot of money right yeah yeah um yeah I think they would for sure I think they would for sure I don't know that Dabo will the first time good point by Troy Scott Frosted great point by you Troy <laughs> you know remember Roy Williams it's basketball but Roy Williams said no one time and then the second time North Carolina came around he didn't say no um after I guess Matt uh, Daltrey, Daltrey, whatever, left North Carolina, and I, like if well, I'm, when was the first time Roy said no? Was it I guess four years prior, basically two thousand one? Yeah, I guess so. I don't been, even know. I feel like it would. I mean, because I feel like it would be like right before they hired Daltrey, and I think he got three or four years. At so least. yeah, um, yeah, two thousand when Bill Grethridge left and. Um, 
he, he said no, and then he took it again after uh, uh, Doherty, or however, however the hell you say his name. That guy sucked. He wasn't that good. But um, Hey, he did put together a pretty damn good roster, though. Yeah, so did so did uh, Buzz Peterson. He, he kind of sucked at that roster, but he put together a pretty good roster that at least had, you know, Sean May, Raymond Felton. Yeah. Rashad McCants and them. Yeah, his first year at, well, that was with Guthridge and Dean Smith's players, yeah. So, yeah, he was not very good. It's crazy no, that no, he, he got that. He it's, very, it's crazy that he got that job. He had been a head coach for one year at Notre Dame, and he was the NIT runner-up. Yeah, it doesn't seem like North Carolina would do that whenever they uh, have to get rid of Roy Williams or whenever he retires. Yeah, so, you know, Dabo, like if I'm Dabo Sweeney, like I probably, I could, it, I could see why you wouldn't want to be the guy that replaces Nick Saban, but to be the guy that replaces the replacement for the guy, like that's, you know, a different, that's a, that's a different ball game. And can you really tell home no twice? I mean, Roy Williams couldn't, I don't see, I would, it's hard for me to see Dabo saying no twice. Um, if Alabama were to offer him the job twice, it's hard for me to, for me to see that. Um, but I guess we'll we probably will find out. So, because thankfully Nick Saban can't coach forever. It just seems wild that somebody would leave to yeah. uh, you know right after a national championship. Yeah, which I guess it is crazy because it doesn't happen very often. It's also crazy to think of Pittsburgh winning a national championship in football. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> equally, equally as crazy. We're talking about Dabo. Uh, any any takes on Dabo from this week? It's been a uh, pretty tough week for Dabo so far. Yeah, I did not even know Justin Ross had any health issues. Until well, I don't think they did either. Okay, so that was not known. That was just announced out of the blue. Yeah, that was as far as I know, that was announced out of the blue. They figured it out, and yeah, he got shut down pretty pretty immediately. Which is, I mean, extremely sad. He was a first round wide receiver, probably. He that is extremely sad. You know, he was unreal, absolutely unreal as a true freshman. <laughs> Especially in the national title game. I mean, his uh, he was. I mean, yeah, he was. He was. He's very, very good. It's very sad. Um, did, have they said anything about his future? I saw he might be done for good. I imagine that he's never going to play again, right? I haven't seen that they have ruled him out for his career. Okay. I don't know what the diagnosis is. I don't know, you know, what what you can do to fix the issue if you can get it under control. I admittedly haven't looked into it. Okay. Yeah, and then I guess. People were mad at him for not making a statement through himself. They used the Clemson football account. I did not realize he didn't have a Twitter until like yesterday. And then I guess that former player who I didn't know who that former player was. Um, well, I saw people upset that, I mean, it was pretty crazy that Trevor Lawrence was one of the first people to make a statement. I do think that was pretty oh, wild. I did see yeah, complaints that, Lawrence made a statement before his head coach did. Which seems kind of wild, in my opinion, a college athlete doing that. But, I mean, yeah, and then people are looking for Dabo. People are yeah. looking for Dabo, and he kind of hid behind it, and they put out a video or something. And then he addressed the media on Monday, and his him addressing the media didn't go very well either. He kind of aw shucks his way through it. Oh, okay, I didn't know anything. I didn't know that. I just saw. I saw like one former pl- or one current player. His father like said the statement was good or something. I don't know. I don't even know what he said. Well, he he, he did his thing talking about how we have a sin problem. Okay. 
the usual Dabo. And he kind of walked back his, because they asked him, like, hey, do you still feel like anybody who protests should move to a different country? Like you said about Kaepernick in 2016. And he was like, ah, shucks. You know, that might have been a little tough. I shouldn't have maybe went that far. But ultimately, we have a sin problem. We need to, you know, find the Lord and all this will get taken care of. And then, like you said, a couple days later, then you have Clemson players responding to the Clemson video that they put out that was six minutes long, talking about how, you know, Dabo let a coach use the N-word. They complained, nothing happened, and, you know, he has since been promoted to assistant head coach. Oh, that coach is still there. Yeah, he is the assistant head coach. He's not only still there, he has been promoted. Okay. And he's fessed up to it. Yeah, they, yeah, he quickly, I mean, it was kind of a news dump, in my opinion, you know, to put it out at 9 o'clock. But yeah, they fessed up to it, and he was just like, my bad. That's no good. Oh, it happened outside of Sykes Hall. I thought the uh, the assistant coach's name was Sykes. It was DJ Pierman, Danny Pierman. Okay. I missed that. Okay. Yeah, I had seen that. I had yeah, I saw that one player like respond underneath that video, King Tut or whoever that was. Uh-huh. And um that was the last I had seen of it. I didn't know if they had like actually came out and apologized. Yeah, they put out the statement last night about nine o'clock. So, you know, I I called it a news dump. Seems like it worked for you because not only did you not see it, but you didn't have any time any reaction to it or whatever. Yeah, they just uh, kind of slid it, slid it under, made their statement, admitted to it, and then uh, I guess we move on. I'm surprised they admitted to it. The Dabo might need like a thank you card or something to Drew Brees because I don't think anyone's cared about Dabo right now. Have you seen all this with Drew Brees today? Yeah, I did see that. Um, is he in trouble? Like, what is it? Just I, mean, I, I don't know if he's in trouble. Like, I don't. They're not going to do anything to him. But do you, but right now you have. Saints players speaking out against Drew Brees, Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, LeBron James obviously doesn't play in the NFL, but he's he's in the crosshairs right now. And he went, he posted his blackout message yesterday. He joined in on the social media fad. And then today was interviewed by Yahoo and came out and said, hey, uh, they asked him about kneeling for the anthem and if his mind has changed on that. And he was just like, nope, still has it. Kneeling's disrespectful. I'm never going to stand for someone disrespecting my flag, the flag or my country. And that has drawn the ire of a lot of NFL players and, like I said, including the best players on his team. Yeah, I'm a little... I just am... I guess I'm... I am always just blown away that people still make statements. Like, why did Drew Brees open his mouth at all? Like, why go on this Yahoo interview? It does seem pretty unnecessary, like especially if you're not going to go there and say what the you know the conveying opinion is right now. And I'm not saying that Drew Brees has to agree with everything. I'm uh, you know you are entitled to have your different opinion, but like you said, what was the benefit of that? Yeah, it just I, it just seems crazy to me to like throw yourself out there still and. Like, he knew good and well that, like, people weren't going to, you know, it was going to cause a firestorm. You've got one year left of playing, and the only reason you're coming back is to win one more Super Bowl. If you had won a Super Bowl last year, you wouldn't be playing this year. 
I mean, am I wrong? Like, there, he's just coming back to win one more Super Bowl. No, I think that's 100% accurate. I think if they had won the championship, you know, two years ago, if they didn't choke in the Dome, and if he didn't let Kirk Cousins outplay him last year, he probably would have already hung him up. Yeah, like... But he, wa- he wants to take one more run at it, and it doesn't seem like it's going to go very well. It doesn't seem like this is going to be the year they break through. Uh, just doesn't have that vibe to it right now, at least. Yeah, I just don't understand why you're going to say anything. I mean, just, Drew, just, why he didn't have to go on this Yahoo interview. Nobody made him. And then, like, like to earnestly give, just, you're just inviting trouble on yourself, man. Whatever. I think Drew Brees is, like, an awesome dude. It just is stupid. Like, just don't invite yourself that trouble. Um, what else? He got in trouble for the for the uh, what was it? Salvation Army stuff. He got in trouble for or whatever it was. What was the Salvation Army? Stuff? It might not have been Salvation that. Army. It might not have been Salvation Army. It was something about um. I'm, I can't remember what the. Uh, it might have been his own foundation and who they were giving money to was like you know, had traditional views on marriage and he was getting, people were coming at us, people were upset for that, about that. I think that was last year. Um, yeah, just, man, just, you know, just keep your mouth shut, dude. Damn. You, so, you, you sound exhausted right now. You sound tired. Are you, uh, are you over? I'm extremely you, tired. I'm extremely you're just tired. tired from, from work and school or just frustrated? Because I think a lot of people are tired just from, Watching the news nonstop and seeing what's been going on. Uh, I'm just yeah tired from lack of sleep and work, and then just tired of the quarantine and not being. Oh able to- yeah, oh yeah, the quarantine. How's that going down in Alabama? Well, I was supposed to go back to work today, and then they told me last night at five that it had been canceled for two more weeks. So I guess I'm working from home for two more weeks. I'm over it. I'm sick of it. I just want to be back in the office just to like. Have my routine back. I'm tired of the shit. Okay. Let's talk about something that makes you happy. What makes you happy? Oh, I don't know. Football's coming up, I I, I guess. I mean. Yeah, I mean, I I think we had, I feel like we had a positive, I feel like we had a positive movement today, for lack of a better term, a positive step forward, at least locally. I don't know if you saw, but Dollywood's opening back up. They are? They're opening back up in two weeks. Wow. Okay. And I feel like if you're, if you, I feel like if you're having a theme park open, like we're getting closer and closer to being cool with big crowds, right? Yes, I'd say that's true. Yeah, that's that is a good point. Yeah, I wouldn't I, imagine that they're maxing out the number of people that can go in a, an amusement park at a hundred. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you would think there'd be groups of over a hundred getting in there. Now, granted, it's a big place and there's a lot of land and you can spread out, but. They're still going to be using the same facilities and still being around each other. Mm-hmm. It did say it would have limited capacity, but it didn't say the exact number. But again, I would imagine it's over a hundred, or else it wouldn't make sense for them to be open. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So that is good news. I, I don't know. I, I honestly like. I mean, I don't think there's any reason not to have capacity crowd in Neyland this fall. I'm sorry, like I don't. Um, I think that going into quarantine and locking down was a good thing. I think that you, you know, you 
prepare for the worst case scenario and then you adjust your priors as new data comes in. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with having capacity crowd in Neyland Stadium this fall. Now, you're going to have twerps like Dan Wolken talk about, you know, how you know, offensive linemen are at greater risk of coronavirus because, you know, they're like heavier or whatever. You're going to have twerps like that, and there's only going to be like Barrett Sally standing up to the mob and saying like, no, it's it's okay to have a, you know, the offensive linemen aren't going to kill over and die from COVID-19. Love Barrett Salee. Just want to point out, I feel like it wasn't going against the mob because I feel like the mob is now on that side. I mean, I mean, the mob of the media, like the media themselves. Okay. That is, it is for sure a mob within the clique. Okay. Um, You know, and. I was just going to say, like, I I don't think that's speaking out against the popular opinion right now. I feel like we've all, a lot of us have shifted. Not of the normal people, but in this, but But of of the blue check mark brigade and. You're right. That uh, the Dan Walkins and the other nerds of the smooth brains, you know, that is definitely the the prevailing opinion. And I mean, I agree with them. Like, and it's not just that I want to be able to go to the Florida game. Like, I do desperately want to be able to go to the Florida game. But at some point, you have to like let people live. Okay, like it doesn't mean you're anti-science. It doesn't mean you're cool with people just dying like, you know, you, you, you locked down. It was good. It was the right thing to do. You, you saw what happened. You took in data. And now it's clear that like, it's okay to like open back up. And we're talking about stuff. This is the beginning of June. We're talking about games in September, you know, I mean, but I'm sure that it won't be capacity crowd and. It'll be, you know, X amount of people and they'll want everybody sitting six feet apart, those who do get to go. And I don't know, maybe it'll help us out because we'll be so nervous for the Florida game. And then we want and before that, we won't have to play in front of a full crowd in Norman. So maybe it'll help us out. I watched the Gator Bowl replay today during my show. I had it on the background and man, I had forgotten how bad JG looked in that game. It made me less excited for football. It made me much, much less excited for football. Yeah. He looked awful. He was Ryan the- Maurer looked awful. Yeah. Eric Gray looked awesome. Yeah. I'm was, less excited for football now. It was amazing, like, how many wide receivers were open, be open. And, like, he, you know, sometimes he will see the guy open and, like, the ball just doesn't go where he wants it to. It's And then sometimes he just doesn't see him, but like sometimes like he sees the guy, like a, a great example was that seam route to Dominic Wood Anderson in the swamp last year. You know, like he Dominic, saw him. He saw him and then he overthrew him by like 50 yards, it felt like. And you just saw Wanya Morris just throw up his hands <laughs> in an all-time great video clip. Um, so, man, it's hard to like that. I've been do- going through that same thing. I'll get so excited thinking about our offensive line and thinking about Eric Gray and how good this defense will be, you know, with another year under their belt. And like, think about how good Henry Toa Toa is going to be. Quaveris Crouch, 
people like that. And then it's just like, and at the end of the day, under center, we're likely going to have Jared Garantano. Tano. Tano. And that would just like chill your blood. Well, I don't know if I'd go that far. I will. So blood chilling? Is that a thing? Yeah. I've heard of bone chilling, but not blood chilling. It's the same kind of thing. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the offensive line, is, they're going to be so cool. The offensive line is going to kick ass. The running backs are going to be so good. I don't know if you saw, I don't know who it was, but somebody said we're the seventh best defense in the country, too. Interesting. One spot ahead against one, one, one spot ahead of Alabama. That's maybe a bit much. It felt a bit much. I, I don't know. That's just I don't know even know who if they were reputable, but I saw it and it made me a little excited. I mean, the the question for me on the defense is the the safeties. If these guys turn Nigel Warrior into all SEC safeties, I I feel okay. I agree. And I know Nigel Warrior was a big time recruit, but Nigel Warrior was not a big time player until last year. Yeah, I mean, and, and Jalen McCullough was a big-time recruit. I mean, Jalen McCullough was very highly rated. I, 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 the other one, it's like, you know, we don't really know enough about Trayvon Flowers, I feel like. To know, you know, if, if he's going to be good or not. Um, I'm just going to say the safeties, I'm not worried about the safeties, simply because of the growth we've seen and the fact that I feel like that's Pruitt and Ansley's best position that they can coach. Yes, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe not the safeties by themselves, but just the secondary in general. Yeah, yeah. I, both, those, yeah. both those guys know how to handle a secondary. I agree with that. You know, again, there's a huge hole at middle linebacker if somebody gets hurt. Right now, I would say our backup linebackers are the infamous J.J. Peterson and a guy that is currently not on the roster. So... Hopefully Toa Toa and Crouch never get hurt. I'm assuming Crouch is moving inside. That, to me, seemed the logical. I would think so. The logical next step. Um, And I guess you could, I mean, who replaces Taylor coming off the end? It would have been really nice to have gotten B.J. Ojolari. That would have been cool. Can't win them all. Yeah, it is, it is crazy that, like, all of a sudden, you know, we're a mere, it's June, so we're like... 10 months from losing to Georgia state and BYU. And we're sitting here thinking like Tennessee has got a pretty like solid team, like top to bottom. There's not like a glaring hole other than, you know, at quarterback, but just the other positions, um, we actually feel pretty good about, you know, Aubrey Solomon really came on towards the end of the season. Bennett had some really good games last year. Like it's 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 crazy to think about because we lost to Georgia State and BYU ten months ago. Yeah, we heard you the first time. We remember. We know we lost to BYU and Georgia State. Stop bringing it up. Oh yeah, tight end is pretty barren. Good point by Colin Clifton. But what Colin is not thinking about is that we have Big Cedric Tillman running at flex, and he might as well be a tight end. And he might as well be a tight end. He might as well be a wide receiver and a running back. Don't disrespect number eighty-five, Big Cedric Tillman. So, I guess, well, I mean, I'll say we have an amazing tight end in terms of blocking. 
You know, I mean, we have an absolutely incredible tight end in terms of blocking. Austin Pope is a menace coming off the edge. Is he still there? Yes! He's we back, got baby! year of Austin Pope? Yes, he's back, baby! He's going to be Let's coming go. off that edge. Yes! He is going to be coming off that edge, ready to hunt heads. You know that if he's in the game, it's going to be a running play to his side. Literally, it it is going to be a running play to his side. There is no, like, Big Jim Jim Chaney disguised nothing. Every now and then, you you don't have to disguise something when you have an unstoppable play. And we would just run behind Austin Pope. It's, It's amazing that he went from... We don't have to talk about what he did, you know, a couple years ago. We don't have ago. to bring that up. That, that's We're not talking about 2018, bro. Enough. We all know what he did. But he knows what he did. And he's, he's learned from it. You know, he got that back surgery. I don't remember him fumbling last year. That's true. I don't either. Improvement. That is true. So, we do have Austin Pope back. Uh, we don't really have a tight end that is going to catch the ball, you know. But we do have the best blocking tight end in the nation, and there is something to be said for that when you have our offensive line and Eric Gray. Okay. There we go. We got Seth fired up. Uh, Is Tim Jordan, is he going to get kicked off? Yeah, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> is it bad That's that just, I'm hoping he does? Uh, well, who do we need? A, do we, how many scholarships do we need? Do we need a scholarship? I don't know. I don't even try to keep up with that because it, it's pointless because, like, see, they're going to take, you know – they're going to keep recruiting like they have like 15 spots left. And if we the, need a scholarship, then it's an easy decision. But, I mean, Chip Jordan's not bad for your third running back. No, he, he's he not. Played, he played pretty good down the stretch. He didn't do anything in the bowl game, but the, the two games before that against Missouri and Vandy, he was pretty effective. I mean. Didn't he, didn't he play well against Alabama? I was going to say he had some really good runs against Alabama, too. And I know we're not talking about 2018, but I still remember him playing pretty good against West Virginia, too. So, I, I'm not going to wish that he's off the team because I think he can play, but if he's off the team, you know, just charge it to the game. It is what it is. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, we have Eric Gray. So the problem, we have Eric Gray. Be, the problem is, is we don't really have a third running back if he's kicked off the team, I guess. I mean, we'll maybe. We'll find one. We'll be fine. I mean, they could, Jeremy Banks can play both ways, I guess. You know, they could do that. Jeremy I mean, Banks is rested. He didn't, he barely played last year. He, he's fine. You know, Johnny Majors played like four different positions, bro. Like, he's fine. He punted, he ran, he tackled, he did everything he needed to do. I mean, you know, Lester... Jeremy Banks Banks might uh, dedicate this season to Johnny Majors. There you go. He might might try to switch to number 45. There we go. Feed the bull. That's right. Feed the bull. Hmm. Lest we forget, he was, you know, he had two interceptions in his last game in a UT uniform. It's like me in Little League in eighth grade before I uh, hung up my cleats, I... Recovered a fumble and had a couple good tackles, and then I broke my thumb the next day at practice, and that was it for me. I didn't get a chance to finish what I started, but Jeremy Banks, maybe he can. Maybe he can. There you go. Maybe he can. All right, let's get to some patron questions. Patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch if you want to join. We got, uh, let's go with the, you want to do new patrons first, the people that up their pledge. Let's go with the people who up their pledge first. Um, We have... My boy Sean, going from $2 to $5. Shout out to Sean. We love you and appreciate you. We got, uh, let's see, Jeremy going from $10 to $15. Shout out to Jeremy. We love you and appreciate you. We got Falcon going from $5 to $20. Shout out to Falcon. I appreciate it, man. We love you. 
And I got uh, Hank Allen becoming the new king of the cord, going from 32 to 34. Shout out to King Hank. I love you, buddy. I appreciate you. And then uh, new $2 patron, Weston Brown. Shout out to Weston. We love you and appreciate you. And new $5 patron, Brian Hibbs. Shout out to Brian Hibbs. We love you and appreciate you all. Turns out, me not being a piece of shit on the internet has not hurt business. It's actually helped business. We love all the patrons. We do. We love them all, even Hank. Uh, AJ wants to know, will there, be a, will there be a patron gathering before Gatorgate, not including Oklahoma or the golf outing that they're planning? And I would just say to AJ simply that, yes, we play basketball every Thursday. I like how he said, is there going to be a patron tailgate? Is there going to be a patron get-together before the, fir- before before the first? Three, other than three events. Other yeah, than three of the, before uh, this first huge home game, is there going to be other, is there going to be any patron get-togethers? Not including the two that are planned. We play basketball every week. We go drinking on not every Friday, but we've been having court get togethers at a bar on Fridays. Like we've all been kind of hanging out. So like, we're always out here, guys. We're always hanging out together. Always. I mean, will there be something big? What would you recommend? A, a day, a day at the, uh, a day fishing, a day. You want to go to Dollywood? We can go throw. I, I would like to go throw axes. I got a new axe sponsor on the uh, on the radio station, so maybe we can all go throw axes. We could do that if you guys want to do that. Kill two, you know, uh, tickle tickle two birds with one feather. Wait, tickle two feet with one feather. How was it? I said that a couple weeks ago. Damn it! Uh, I, I forgot. Remember, tickle two feet with one feather. Maybe that was it. I don't know. But either way, yes, we get every week. We're playing basketball tomorrow. Yeah, why didn't AJ play basketball with y'all? He lives in Knoxville. He did play basketball last week. Oh, okay. By the way, that's another reason to join the uh, the the Patreon, patreon.com slash Reed's Ranch. But yes, we get together like twice a week, dude. Let's see. Uh, Matt wants to know, what will it take for the SEC to abandon the neutral site Georgia-Florida game? Great question. An absolutely great question. And I wish I knew because if I knew, I would carry it out right now, you know, as long as it was legal and didn't include, like, firebombing the SEC mailboxes or something. But I would love to know because it's extremely unfair. It is extremely unfair. Just think about Georgia getting to play at Alabama in front of no crowd and then never this, this fall and then getting to play Florida in a neutral site. It's, it's maddening. Uh, we, we, me and you, me and John have been talking about this for years now. We've been talking about this for years now, along with the fact that we don't want to play Alabama every year. We were way ahead of the curve on that. Fuck playing Alabama every year. Playing Alabama every year is dumb don't as hell. Don't say it. Okay. What, gay? I mean, it's gay as hell, too. But, you know. We were way ahead of the curve. I'm playing Alabama every year. And Georgia never having to go to the swamp. That's one of the things we bonded over in, in 2012 when we became friends. It's just so annoying to think about that there are years where we have to go to Alabama and to Florida, and there are years where Georgia has to go to Jordan-Hare. And that's it. Which is a place so easy to play. We won the last time we played. Yeah, I mean... Like, in, a season we went, in a season we went 5-7, and seven, we were able to go down to Jordan-Hare and kick their ass. 
Yeah, th- this is not to disparage, you know, the Auburn program or Jordan Hare. Jordan oh, Hare. It is. It is. Jordan Hare is an easy place to win. We went there in 2018 and beat their ass. We did. We did. It is to despair them. All, all due disrespect. Because Kongbo made a play. They let Jonathan Kongbo go in there and whip the hog out. We, we had been waiting. Who was going to let Jonathan Kongbo make a play? Turns out it was Auburn and the people of Jordan Hare. So, yes, this is to disparage their, their program and their home field advantage. Fuck them. My favorite play. My favorite play of that game is that one fumble that we forced, and like the ball just rolling and rolling and rolling, and finally, like Alante Taylor picks it up and takes like one step into the end zone. I liked the onside squib kick we tried right before that. That was perfect. That we still couldn't fucking recover, but it did set them up in bad field position. Yeah, that was that was an awesome onside kick. <laughs> to answer Matt's question, I don't know what it's going to take. I guess enough people bitching about it. It might end up having to take expansion. Maybe it'll ha- maybe two more teams have to join the SEC before we realize we have to change the scheduling. Maybe that's the only answer. I, I don't know. And like nobody from Tennessee's side in the official capacity is going to come out and say, "Look, we don't want to play Alabama every year." They're not going to say that because it, you know they don't want to look. It's going to make Tennessee look like you know. Tennessee soft or whatever, and like, who gives a shit? That's my kind of thing. Like, who cares? Like, Oregon plays a soft schedule every year, and all people want to talk about is that they win 10, 11 games. I mean, I I don't care. I would, I mean, it would be awesome not to have to play Alabama every year. At this point, should we just ride it out, though? I don't know. I mean. Like, assuming that they don't. Assuming that they don't immediately get Dabo, like we're going to see Alabama go back down a little bit, right? Yeah. So at this point, we might as well ride it out. Yeah, I mean, it would have been cool in some years past, like last year, for instance, if instead of having to play Alabama, you know, we could have played like Arkansas or Ole Miss, you know, and gotten another win. Um. I mean, it is what it is. Like, it's been annoying. We've been talking about it for years. It is extremely unfair that Georgia football not once has to walk inside the swamp. Not once. They never have to. That is extremely unfair. Um, And Florida gets to play another game in the state of Florida. Yes. And It really just sucks both ways. It really just fucks us both ways. Yeah, and it's not like, like... People will, you know, well, Georgia doesn't get to have a home game against Florida. Well, okay, playing at Sanford is not that hard. I mean, it, it, it it's not easy, but it's, I would much rather play at Sanford Stadium than the Swamp. I think everyone in the world would agree with me. You would rather play there than the Swamp. And people would rather play at Jordan-Hare than Bryant-Denny. But hey, what can you do? Just get on the internet and bitch about it, I guess. Yep. Power T-Tape says audio was great on the last podcast, hoping I don't have to spend another five hours redoing it. Hey, thanks for the compliment, Power T-Tape. I worked really hard on that, and many people said you couldn't even tell I had to re-record it by myself, so uh, thank you. I appreciate Yeah, I was that. actually stunned how good it sounded. Like many people s- say I could be a voice actor, and that's a compliment. I appreciate that. How, how smooth it was, like the, you know. I would like to say it was easy and came natural, but it wasn't. It was really stupid and took a long time. I had to go back, listen to the entire podcast, everything I said, and type it down. 
I typed out every word, not every word. Sometimes if I knew the rant that I was going to go on, I just, you know, made the rant comment and you just put that there and then I could, you know, freestyle it. But uh, if it was something that set you up to say something, I had to make sure I repeated it. So it was a bitch. It was a bitch, but I did it. And I appreciate everyone who listened and complimented. And again, not to brag, just uh, wanted to say thank you. Troy asked the percentage chance that we have full attendance in Norman. I'm going to say low. I'm feeling like it will not happen. Uh, 10%. Wow. Yeah, I'm not feeling good about it. Well, I'll be honest. uh, I guess if you really think about it, I have much more confidence in the SEC having full attendance because Oklahoma and Lincoln Riley has been doing a lot of bitching. Like today, he was mad again saying that other schools and other conferences aren't going to take the word voluntary to heart and basically like the SEC is going to make them do workouts now. Yeah. This is unfair. This is not good. Be safe. Oh, well, Lincoln. I'll say 40% though. Like I'm still probably saying less likely than not for Oklahoma. Now the Florida game, I might be at 60% on or 50, 52% on the Florida game being full attendance where are you at for that the conference game florida <sighs> man i don't know still 10 uh, percent. no 25 i don't i mean i feel like if the sec has a chance to have full attendance they're gonna like leap at it like i don't think the sec is gonna be like annoying about it like i could see other conferences being annoying about it it sounds like Lincoln Riley's being annoying about it. Plus, they had a player to get tested positive for it today, right? Was that Oklahoma? I thought it was Oklahoma State. Oh, it was Oklahoma State? Okay. The headline I saw was OSU, so I assumed it was Oklahoma State. Okay. Um, yes, it was Oklahoma State. So oh, fake news, Hughes. At it again. Man, the damn link that my dad sent me about it, the, the URL is Oklahoma football player positive coronavirus. So I was just going by that. Don't blame your dad. Don't deflect no, I'm, I'm, your I'm dad. blaming the URL. Don't blame anybody other than yourself, fake news Hughes. I'm blaming the URL. So is Oklahoma State. Logie asked, should he go ahead and uh, buy his plane ticket to Oklahoma then? Well, then, yeah, yeah, you can get a refund, get the insurance on it or whatever to get the refund. Just pay the extra $7 for the refund, I guess. Yeah, yeah, of course, yes. I didn't buy the insurance, but the, the airlines will let me just use a credit. But I, I'm just going to go to Oklahoma City regardless, because whatever. I'll go yeah, I mean, yeah, that's another good point. You don't even need the you can get the you can get the airline credit for it and fly somewhere else whenever you need to. But I'll go check out Oklahoma just to see what it's about. I guess. Okay, that's that's good. Then I'm going to go to Denver, and I think the NFL will let us have fans. So I got the Denver game right so after you, that. So you so you think the NFL is going to allow a full stadium? I think the NFL is more likely to do it than college just because the NFL, eh, let me think about that. The NFL has said they expect full attendance. There's been reports of that. Okay. College probably needs the money more. I think that if it, the it makes NFL. Up almost, it makes up about 30% on average of their revenue. So they need the ticket sales more. But their stadiums are usually, at least in the SEC, the stadiums are all bigger. Like in the NFL, you put together 50,000, 60,000. That's a lot different than putting 100,000. 
Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. Okay. I think if the NFL has full attendance, then the SEC will. And that's why I said I'm at 52%. I think that if NFL gives the full go, if they're full bore, then I think the SEC will hop right on that wagon. As they should. I mean, I see no reason why not to, if the NFL is going to. Will asked who the MVP of tomorrow's Reed Ranch Basketball Association game will be. Seth, who do you think will be the MVP? Um, Boomer. I, don't, I think I think Boomer's got a torn ACL. I don't think he's playing. Oh, that's right, that's right. I, I didn't I didn't know that. Um, well, I'm gonna go with Hank. Wow, sounds Hank's- like somebody's got sounds like somebody's got a crush on Hank. Um, you know, I I feel like I would have finished top two in voting last week, but I'll probably go with Noah. Noah's probably our best player right now. He just tries the hardest, and he's. He's probably our best player right now. So I'll go with Noah. But again, I would probably would have finished top two. It was kind of a LeBron James, Anthony Davis situation last week. You, you can't, you know, we're going to split votes a little bit, but I can't be the MVP if somebody on my team's performing just a little bit better. Although I was doing a lot of things that maybe didn't show up in the stat sheet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Had a couple really big defensive stops and, you know, in pickup basketball, at least in the Reeds Ranch Basketball Association, they don't value perfect passes as much as they do scoring and rebounding. And I had a lot of perfect passes. That, yeah, that, that's not in the stat sheet. Sometimes they don't show that in the stat sheet. Assists sometimes show up, but every now and then you get the hockey assist. You know what I mean? The pass that leads to the open pass. Yeah. And people don't, people don't give that enough credit. It is pretty cool that like hockey keeps up with that. I think so. It, it's hard to like differentiate in terms of you know, if in, I don't know, I guess all they're all they all count the same, right? If it's just an assist, it just counts whether or not it's the yeah, I think hockey so. assist or just the regular assist. Yeah, it's cool because I mean it's important. You got to get the ball rolling. Hank wants to know: Would you rather experience day one of Earth or the last day on Earth? Day one, day one. Ooh, what, for a, sure. what a what a great what a great question that is. I mean, it's an okay question. I think it's a great question. Day one, for sure. I mean, the last day of the Earth, think of, like, how grim it's going to be. Just blood, death, like, perhaps a huge rock hurtling toward the Earth, or a giant flying saucer landing down in Times in time Square to kill us all. Think about day one of Earth. That shit would have been so boring. And it's going to be, day one of Earth, everything would have just been brand new and green and peaceful and like you'd have just seen Bambi, Bambi wouldn't have known about humans yet, so she would have had like no, like you know, you could just see everybody in their natural habitat. Like you would no, just no, you wouldn't know what the fuck you were doing. You would have just been walking around. Everything would have been green and peaceful and beautiful, and you could have just seen like green meadows of, and then like groves of trees, and just sneezed the whole time from allergies. Perhaps had, had dry eyes, just sneezing and hacking up the whole day. I, you wouldn't have known what was going on on the first day of Earth. So I, I got to go last day. And you're yeah, right. You wouldn't have it's known. Gonna, it's going to be grim, but there will be some sweet satisfaction knowing that you know how it ends. Like you, you recognize the, the, the gravity of the moment and you know what's happening. And I think that would be pretty powerful. 
That would be pretty powerful. Now, maybe it's not, maybe it's not just a big asteroid wiping us out. Maybe there's nothing cool. Maybe it just explodes one night and we don't know what's coming. It just happens out of nowhere. I don't know. But I would be cognitive of everything surrounding the situation. And that would be important. The first day of Earth would be terrifying. You wouldn't know what was happening. It'd be boring and you'd be like, man, what is this? What is this over here? And chances are you eat a berry and you die. You die. Or you eat poop and you die. You get attacked by wild animals because you have no shelter and you die. That's way scarier, bro. Give me the last day of Earth every day. Well, not every day, just the last day, but I mean like 10 times out of 10 every time. I respect that. It's a good question. I mean, it's an okay question, but. What would you have done when Eve offered you the apple? Asked well, I, ma- I imagine that I would have taken it because I'm a man. And So you would have listened to the woman? Well, I think that the fall of man was going to take place regardless of Adam or Seth. So just, so just to be clear, you would have listened to a woman and let her boss you around on the first day on Earth? If I was hungry, I probably would have ate that damn thing. So I just want to get it on record that you would have let the woman boss you around and you would have taken it. and Yeah, I would have, I would have listened to the... You know, naked woman walking around. Okay. Just wanted to uh, get that on record. Anything I've missed? I think we hit all the questions that were at the beginning of the podcast, at least. Uh, Jay Legrand wanted to know what I thought about a 50-game Major League Baseball season. Oh, it, yeah, that's a good question. It seems crazy to me to play 50 games and then have playoffs, but if that's the only way that they're going to have baseball, then sure, why not? We, I would love to be able to watch a baseball game at night. I would love to be able to watch a baseball game at night. So, yes, I will take it. I think it's insane, but whatever. At this point... I, I saw that the report today was that there is a growing feeling that the league is not playing this year. Yeah, I would say I don't think there's going to be games. I mean, they, they can't come to an agreement. They don't even seem close to coming to an agreement. If I was a player, I would do the 50 games. I'd say, fuck it, let's do the 50 games. That way, if you're Mookie Betts, you're Chris Bryant, boom, you only have to play 50 games and you're a free agent. Yeah, like those if guys have time, to be if, dying. If, you, if you're a big-time power pitcher, you're like, hey, you save a year on your career and then you can be a free agent sooner. Yeah, those guys have to be dying to play. Now, like, it would suck for David Price, who's at the end of his career and like needs these extra years of big, gigantic money, but for... The people in their prime, the, those people, do it. Let's do it. Let's get to free agency a year sooner. Let's get out of you know contract control if we're a younger player. Uh, the Braves would be sad. You know, it'd be a year of Acuna and Albies wasted. But you know, they were probably going. They're probably they're going to be wasted anyway. Fifty games. I mean, it would suck to be in a slump to start the year. It'd be a lot of pressure. Yeah. But I would call the owners bluff if I was the players. I'd say, "Fuck it, let's do it. Let's do it." I saw that I saw that the NBA under their current their the 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 season will end like in October, right? Yeah, the last possible day for the finals is like October seventeenth. So the regular season starts around Halloween, right? Like the, traditionally, yeah, yeah. They have already talked about trying to move it back to Christmas. Okay. Like, there's been growing talk about doing that permanently, but. Hmm. This upcoming year, well, just because they think it would be better because 
most people have always said they don't check in on the NBA till Christmas anyways. That's when like the football is kind of slowing down. Yeah. And it would just be more of a fo- uh, more of a focal point. And then you would take the season through August, right? You go all the way through summer and don't end in June anymore. You basically lead up to Labor Day weekend when football's back. Mm. Okay. Okay. I was curious about what would happen to next season if that were to happen. I think they'd be closer to actually doing what they want to do. And I think okay. there's a grow, growing support for just moving the season two months back anyways. Okay. Oh, that, Last that question. I, I, I want to get this one in from Ashton since he's a new patron. He sent it uh, via Twitter. Let's see. Uh, when Seth donned the bandana years ago, did he know that he would be setting a trend that would last into June 2020? I did not. I did not. I did not. Um, Ashton, thank you, first of all, for your donation and your support. We love you as we love all patrons. But no, I did not know that I would be ahead of the curve because I did not plan on a bat and causing a global pandemic. I did not have that in my crystal ball of things that would happen uh, four years later or seven years, three years, three or four years later, whenever that picture was taken. So, no. Can but, you say Can you say that? I feel like that's... Uh... One of the outlawed words. I just did. I feel like we should issue an apology there. I mean, it's not like I said like a a bad word. I think that word's canceled, bro. A man from China is what we're looking for. A Chinese man. We're we're about growth here in 2020, bro. Just, just, Just say a Chinese man. Are you Googling it to see if it's offensive? Or I'm you- Googling a term that I had heard before, but I, it's not what I thought it was. Okay. Never mind. So yeah. to, to answer Ashton's question, no, I didn't foresee this, but I'm glad yet to, you know. All right. This is a good place to end it. Seth, I'm glad we got you out of your funk. You sounded miserable at the beginning of the episode. And uh, then you got pretty happy, and then you brought it to a screeching halt. So, pretty good episode from you. Well, it's been 53 minutes long. I said a pretty good episode from you. Oh, thank you. Okay, have a good night. You too. I love you, buddy. Stay safe in Alabama. Yes, sir. Bye. Revolution is the genocide. Yep. Your execution will be televised. Don't cross me like Isaiah, that should be ill-advised. Dark horse, rap, black sheep, they got me vilified. Castrated niggas in they feelings on IG. Won't ever let this industry demasculinize me. I do murder bare face, don't need no mask to disguise me. Do my effing in the stash, I think them crackers behind me. Dang. He pulled me over, I asked him, yo, what's the problem, sir? I swear to duck the potholes, man, I had no option, sir. Just let me go, cause my license insurance proper, sir. I hate to be on the run for smoking the officer. We was busting that police before Queen and Slim, that's on the fin. Let off 50 shots of the squad, car and get in the wind. Told the Gary police in 05 that I got more guns than them. Get the feds if you want a war, and they sent them bitches in. The revolution is the genocide.
revolution is the genocide. Yeah, my execution might be televised. Cross niggas like Bubba Chuck, I never gave a fuck. Hooks shot a hole like Kareem, but I never lead a bus. Sick with the acne and Jack pouring three liters up. It hurt to say I miss you, the real ones always be leaving us. Caught up in the moment, most niggas folding or freezing up. Sometimes it be your own damn home, it's you that set Jesus up. Yeah. The revolution is this genocide. Made a sex tape with your bitch, that pussy televised. Thug nigga with some exotic dreams, erotic dreams. Fucking hella thoughts, but I really want me a Scotty Beam. Shit was different when Mike left, and it was Scotty team. X won't take me back without me, the bitch when the guy to bring. <laughs> the revolution is this genocide. Tell the hoe she don't know Ned. Trick daddy slip and slide. Yeah. Yeah. Real five in my year, subject to let a bitch know the line on the dashboard of my 75. You need a dictionary when you write your raps Until the penitentiary just for a hundred sack I had a vision back when I was fishing for a bass But they won't listen to you in your kitchen count cash I got the dollars, motherfucker, nigga, credit scope Big bag of chronic like I'm sacking up at Interscope My pistol polish, any problems, I'm a bullet hole Peter Parker, but I've yet to reach my pinnacle Bitches looking at me, shawty wanna see my soul. All my jewelry on, she only see my gold. I'm praying for my guys, pray you sing along. I fuck bitches in my ride, I never bring them home. She see just how I ride and slip her panties off. He wanted war until they hit him with a cannonball. Spark spliffs, raw kicks I get from Clark Kent. Common sense, no print, strictly the mob hits. XL weed shipping from the west. My brain begin to seize when I'm needing rest. Kobe Bryant when we speaking very best. I pray for Gigi wonder if she'll get to see me next. You ain't shit without a dollar. You ain't shit without a dollar. Shit without a dollar. Really saw the mother coming. Really saw the mother coming.